All right, we're live. Hello, darling starshines. Christina here with Life Body Academy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's lunchtime chats. Hello, dear sister, soul, school, soul schooling. Good to see you. Hi, Beverly. Glad you guys are here. Um, we'll give everybody a minute to, to get aboard for our conversation today. Uh, for those of you listening to the recording and are new to the chats, uh, my name is Christina. I'm an acceleration expert. And we talk about topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, abilities that aren't embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have very unique perspectives um, about the things that are facing humanity today, the kinds of daily challenges that we face both individually and as a collective. So I'm here to give to the best of my ability a liberated perspective to these challenges. So welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to participate in how these topics get cultivated, I encourage you to check out either our Telegram group called Multidimensional Human or our uh, Facebook group called Rise of the Multidimensional Human. There are, uh, in both places, beautiful communities of starshines that uh, you know share and talk about the different things that are relevant for them. And I go through and I connect with the different topics and the ones that really resonate as something important to chime in about, or perhaps, um, you know, uh, lift, lift in perspective, I'll bring into these chats and talk about it. And sometimes people who've cultivated a more personal relationship with me might personal message us or, or text me or something like this. And that also um, participates, um, you know, contributes into the things that we talk about. So uh, that's uh, so that's how you can get involved. Hello, dear sister Tony. Good to see you behind my eyes and storylines. Hello, dear Starshine. I was just thinking about you uh, up there in in uh, in Washington. I hope everything is well, darling. Um, yeah, you dropped into uh, my thoughts uh, last night, just in case. I don't know if that means anything for you. Um, so a lot of the people that participate in these chats, also we've met in person. So that is also a possibility. Um, this is partially what's happening with my travels. I meet people in all sorts of venues. Sometimes I do workshops, like I attend workshops. Sometimes I give workshops. Sometimes I give talks. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, different in-person events that I attend or facilitate. And if you guys want to stay abreast on uh, what's happening along those lines, I encourage you guys to go to our website and join our mailing list, our mailing list. Um, that way you can, you know, be updated. Um, if I'm going to be in your area, perhaps doing a talk, or maybe we're going to be going to the same workshop and we'll get to meet each other. And actually that just happened uh, recently. Um, I met, uh, I went to a, a, an intensive and I met some amazing, amazing uh, soul tribe family there. Um, and, and, you know, this is important. And I, I'm saying this because we really need to uh, spend time cultivating our personal connections, our tribe, connecting with our tribe so we can really show up for each other. We need each other more than ever. And I feel like this is this is just going to snowball into much bigger things. It's really important that we show up in our fullness for each other. We support each other this way. We inspire each other this way. And I don't know about you, but when you have a a meeting with the dear starshine that's on the same level with you and there's a lot of harmony and um, connection happening. It's very uplifting. 
and inspiring to continue on the, the following days. Yeah, maybe you guys can, uh, can agree you've had situations like this arise. Um, this is one of the many benefits of my travels is that I get to experience so many different tribes. And there are some really, really special uh, groups of people that are getting cultivated right now. And I feel uh, extremely blessed to be able to connect in with those tribes in the way that I have, uh, because, you know, this is really um, spurring my growth, spurring my my passion to be here and do what I'm doing. You know, um, sometimes it gets a little tiring, as you guys know, this is, you know, sometimes we get excited and we sprint, <laughs> not realizing that, oh, wait a minute, this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. We really need to pace ourselves and really make sure that we are supported in the way that we need to be supported so we can continue on in a long-term basis, right? Okay. That's my little rant about that. <clears throat> um, so today I want to talk about, I want to talk about values our personal values and how this relates to us um, contributing, having an impact in uh, changing the collective of this planet, you know, because uh, I think a lot of folks um, don't really connect the dots perhaps on how their internal work impacts the external environment. And it's much, and I can put different words to it now that perhaps drive it home even further because the whole idea that you make the shift inside, you see the shift outside for a lot of people is anecdotal. It's like they don't really, really feel the concrete connection between those two things. And we're heading into a time where, you know, there's even more confusion getting fed into the collective, even more triggering narratives getting fed into, into the collective. So I'm going to talk about our values, getting clear on our values and how they help us navigate with clarity and how they also enhance how our very being um, has an impact in the collective, the ripple effect that we create in the collective and how to avoid playing the uh, polarity game that uh, we get baited into, right? The polarity game, what I mean by that, that means getting baited into the game of good, bad, right, wrong, negative, positive, okay? Angels, demons, right? I think that there, you guys perhaps can uh, think back of many narratives where that that been triggering that have um, perhaps put us into one side or the other of those polarities. And what this is doing is that there is um, there's a there's a agenda behind that because once we're in a particular polarity, we are more easily controllable. Okay. So this is where standing, getting really clear on what our personal values are can really help liberate us from these different um, triggers. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is that, oh, 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 actually, before I go into any further topics, I want to let you guys know that um, we are going to start offering um, grid working sessions. So uh, what I mean by grid working sessions, let me talk about that. So you know, we have a collective field, we have a collective consciousness. 
and uh, and you guys have experienced probably this when um, when with your family when you're in your family when you're in your family unit there's a particular um, flavor of energy that your family unit all agrees to and lives by right and then if you expand that so that's a little family unit nesting doll and then if you expand it to say your city block or your um, neighborhood block there's another kind of collective field that that, that all of you in that neighborhood agree to and have activated. So whether you're aware of it or not, there are currents within that nesting doll, within that collective nesting doll that you guys have created as a community. Now, you also have entire cities that create nesting dolls of, of um, collective fields. And then you have entire countries and then you have entire continents and then each you know each nesting doll goes inside of the other until eventually you get to a global a global collective field okay now through our work that we have been doing with the elemental realm with the devas with the fey with the she and other transformative beings of the elemental world they have taught us that these collective fields are a natural part of our existence and that they are very important because they allow us to find harmony within relationship of each other okay so fire has its relationship to the rest of creation that is held by a collective field, right? The wind has a relationship to creation that is held by a collective field. And this also gives rise to why many of us see animals as collectives as well, is that there is a collective field that holds the consciousness of say, boar, or holds the consciousness of hummingbird, or holds the consciousness of a horse, okay? These are collectives. And this is, this is a natural part of our being. This is how we reach harmonic frequencies with each other, okay? When a horse is a horse, <laughs> Of course, of course, <laughs> you know, there, there's a particular kind of relationship a horse has with, with the creation around it. And that could be with nature, but also can be in more of a um, civilized setting, such as, you know, a farm, a neighborhood, uh, you know, stuff like this. Now, if a horse starts behaving outside of that nature, then it starts, then there's an imbalance that starts to occur. Okay, there is a disharmonic that starts to happen. And similarly to say bees, for example, say bees stopped behaving like bees, say the collective of bees change and they stop doing what their nature is. Okay, that's going to have a ripple effect through creation. That's going to have a ripple effect through our natural world. All of our vegetables that need pollinating won't get pollinated by the bees anymore. Okay, if they stop behaving like bees. Same thing with birds. If birds stop behaving like birds, they won't, their, their act, their role in creation will no longer be fulfilled and it'll have a ripple effect in nature. So these collective fields are a part of our true nature. They're very, very essential to harmony, to peace. Now what's happened in with the humans is that we have fields 
overlaid on top of our natural tendency, on top of our natural fields. Okay, and these fields are um, our our collective field are overlaid by grid works that are holding lies, lies about ourselves, lies about who we are, lies about each other. You know, holding lies and lies poison our mind. Lies create confusion among humans. Okay. I, I met a dear starshine recently, just a couple weeks ago, who expressed that they were lied to through most of their childhood, most of their um, most of their life about their heritage. And when they were sharing the story about that, there was anger, a lot of anger. Okay. And of course, there's the anger that they're aware of, but then there's even more anger that they're not aware of, right? Because why would they lie to me like that? Okay. So when we're lied to and we buy into the lie as if it's a truth, we start behaving in ways that are against our nature. We start behaving in ways that our, our choices are against life. And please let me know if this is making sense what I'm saying. If you're, if you're making choices that are against yourself, you, you quite literally become conflicted inside because you're working against your true nature because there's a lie over here you believed is the truth and you're taking action as if this is the truth, but it is slivering off, it's cutting off, it's dismissing or making wrong some part of your true nature because your true nature goes against the lie, okay? Uh, just imagine what how this might be for you. This is really important because this is a huge game changer for us star shines to wake up to because we can have a massive, massive um, ripple effect to change this world with this one piece that I'm talking about. Okay. So we have these lies anchored in to the collective fields that we live in. They inform us on a deep subconscious level. Sometimes we're aware, most of the time we're not, okay? But yet these currents are informing us. They're informing us how to be in relationship with each other, how to be in relationship with the world, with nature, with ourselves, okay? And it leads us to taking actions that are not in truth with who we are. So this is the basis of grid work, okay? is recognizing, identifying the energy of these lies, of these grid works that are overlaid the consciousness field that is our true nature and dissolving that which anchors those lies within the collective field. That's grid work, according to my own definition. Okay. Many of you may agree with this definition. If you do, wonderful. If not, wonderful. I would love to hear from you to like what what is uh, maybe a tweak that we can make on this. So <clears throat> we are about to open up publicly. When I say publicly, I'm talking about our social media groups. We're about to open up um, practices to doing grid work um, in Lightbody. And we're going to start with consciousness grids that they're, they're loosening up. They're about ready to pop off consciousness grids that are, um, that are um, anchored in and around the um, Southern Appalachia area. 
And what I call this is they're anchoring in Leviathan grids. And what this is, is grids that create enemies, that create jealousy, that create rumors, that create um, gossip, speak, uh, people speaking against each other, people cutting each other down, you know, this really um, heavy behavior that, that lock people down. And we're going to, um, that's going to be our very first grid work event that I'm opening up to our social media circles. And what we're going to do is track into track into that that grid and unlock the mechanisms that are anchoring that in the collective. This will help mitigate um, perniciousness, jealousy, undermining. Okay. And if you guys are interested in participating in this grid work, I'm going to go ahead and post a link right now so you guys can have it. Um, you can just register for it. And then we're going to meet on Tuesday afternoon at noon mountain time. And, uh, and you can choose whatever role you want in this work. This, you could be a space holder. If you feel like you're a fair tracker or an excellent tracker, um, you can um, join one of the tracking groups and help um, uh, track and uh, get data, data sets. Um, if you feel you're a potent energy clearer, then you can play the role of clearing different energies or oracling. There's lots of different roles and you can choose choose what you want to bring forward and we'll put you in the different groups so you can actively participate do your part in unraveling this leviathan grid this leviathan grid also anchors in elemental consciousness dragon consciousness it's it's anchoring hammering down certain levels of dragon energies um, these are ley lines that are looking to open up these are um these are energy lines that are have been truncated and shut off and therefore the energy is a lull you know it's not it's not open and vibrant instead it's holding and hard okay and unwavering and you guys know what it feels like to feel stuck right <clears throat> well that's what it translates for us as humans feeling stuck and i don't know if you guys have ever um been in with someone from a small town um, there's like this mentality of, you know, the people who stay, stay because they're stuck or aren't smart enough to realize they, they have a better life out elsewhere, right? And the people who are smart and can are capable, they leave. They don't stick around. This is a, this is a common um, theme that's gone through that I've heard many times from people um, that, that lived in really small towns. And I feel like they are putting voice to the stuck energy and how it impacts them, you know, the stuckness. So, uh, so that'll be Tuesday. And if you guys are down for it, you want to use that link and register. And we're going to have a good time cleaning up these Leviathan grids and um, helping the, the beings of Appalachia rise up out of some of their heavy, heavy, heavy that they live with. Now, it's no one's fault that we're subconsciously informed in these ways. You know, this is this is the part that's um, that's a bit difficult is that, you know, we want we feel we self blame. We blame ourselves when we feel stuck. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's we don't even see what it is that makes us stuck. And we're looking, looking, looking and still not able to to really put our finger on it, you know. But this is where getting clear with your values comes in. And this is I'll, I'll go back around to that. So we have these grids. 
that are informing us. They're overlaid with lies. Now, and these lies tell us that certain things are more important than others. And what's important for us to recognize with this is that if, as long as we're looking for what's important to us to be told to us from the outside, if we follow those values, we're never going to have a happy life. We're never going to have a happy life because those values is a set of value systems given to us from the outside world, given to us from our our friends, given to us from our family, given to us from society. Okay. And if, if we do that, we are, we are in the matrix of the lies, right? A great lie is that, you know, in order to be fulfilled as a woman, that you have a career and you're a mom and you have a family and you get married, right? <laughs> Total lies. Not every, I'm telling you right now, not every human is fit to be a parent. So take that off the list. Another, another thing is not every human is is uh, built to operate like a man and be successful in the business world, right? And not every not every female human is fit to be in an opposite sex relationship, okay? And I, when I say fit, I don't mean good enough or not. I just mean that they're not attracted to that, but they'll do it because that's what they're told will make them happy, okay? So when we are trained and this is especially as women, we're trained to be validated on the external for our value. We're valuable as other people find us valuable. This is something that's really unique to the feminine experience. Men, on the other hand, you know, they have a, they have a different upbringing, so they don't necessarily have this part as much. Some of them might, but it's not as prevalent. And when we're told that to be a successful human means to get married and have kids and, and have a have a career, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go after what we need. We're going to invest our life force energy in what we need to invest in in order to make that happen. We're going to go to school, go to college. We're going to, you know, find a sweetheart. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. Right. But we're but if we're not following our own value system while we're doing that, we're going to at after doing all those things, we're not going to be happy. OK, even though we have it all, we're not going to be happy. Because we haven't truly lived by our own personal values. What's important to us personally. Okay. And we're validated. Our ego driver is validated by all this external stimuli. I mean, look at just, you know, the sports, the sports stars. Look at the movie stars, the musicians, you know. Gross. I look out, I look at those behaviors and I'm like, because I'm in alignment with my own personal value system, I'm grossed out. You know, I'm really grossed out, especially with some of these um, female artists that let themselves to be sexualized in the level that they are. You know, I feel it takes away a lot of their sacredness that they of that their talent brings forward, you know. So. So we have all these role models that are not, you know, are not really an honoring of who they really are. They are slaves to the system. But yet that is what's put in front of us as desirable. This is what we should be aiming for, you know, and none of that brings us happiness. None of that brings us peace. None of that brings us a sense of purpose. And that's what a lot of us want. We want a purpose. We want a purpose that's larger than ourselves. We want to contribute to humanity in a way that benefits all humanity, all life. Yeah, just feel that. Is that the truth for you? If it is put a yes in our comments. If that's the truth for you, 
Go to yes. All right. <clears throat> so, so now that I've talked about these things about the external value system handed to us and it's being, it's sourced from this grid work that's overlaying our collective fields that are lies. What do we do now? Now that we know that. Come on, can I get a hallelujah? Come on, y'all. Put a hallelujah in there. <laughs> you, with your life, you want to be a benefit to all mankind. You want to be a benefit to life. Is that true for you as a starseed, as a way shower? Is that for real? Hallelujah. Give me a yes. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yes. Thank you, Eva. So good to see you, darling. Soul on fire. Woohoo. Soul on fire channel, y'all. This is Eva having her impact. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beverly. Thank you. All right. So when we stop taking in those lies, having that influence our value system, we're left with having to go inside and really get clear on what's important to us personally. What's really, really important to us personally. And because we're not clear about what's important to us personally, that that leads to us feeling confused, not knowing what to do. It leaves us in a place of not knowing how to contribute in a useful way. It's like we, we quite literally don't see our value in the world when we're not clear with our own value system. We just don't see it. Maybe you guys are getting hints of it, or maybe you guys have it down. For those of you who've had thoughts about your value system, what's your number one value in life? What's your number one value in life? Now, I've asked this of um, people in our labs. And actually, this is why I'm talking about it, because they really wanted me to talk about it in the chats. Um, like, what's your value system? What's what's important to you? What's What is your, the most important thing? And the first person said family, right? And then the next person said um, um, their spiritual path. And then the next person said freedom. Ah, exactly, Beverly. Freedom. Freedom. Number one value. Freedom. Yeah, I echo that. My number one value is freedom. And I'm not talking about external freedom. I'm talking about freedom inside. Freedom. Freedom inside. And this does translate to the outside. But I have to I have to look at my crap. I have to deal with my shadow stuff that keeps me from being free inside of myself. I have to deal with the parts of me that make myself wrong for having certain feelings, the parts of me wrong for not um, appreciating things the way other people do, making myself wrong because I just have a total different relationship with something than other people do. Right. This is this is the, the that inner freedom piece for me personally. All right. Dear um, um, Soul on Fire channel with Eva says the truth. Her number one value is truth. Emmeline says, being a vessel for love, that's her number one value. Behind my eyes and storylines, um, dear sister Starshine says, sweetness, that's her number one value. Okay, and then Eva's also following up with, and yes, a vessel for love and truth. Okay. Now, after, uh, now you guys heard some other people's value systems, take this in, see See where this might land for you. Is that a subtext for your number one value? 
right? Because that sometimes that is. So freedom, for example, my number one value is inner freedom. And the subtext to my inner freedom is my spiritual path, understanding who I am as an infinite being, having a human experience, right? That's the subtext to that. And also the subtext to that is recognizing my truth. What is my truth? Because once I know what my truth is, I can then take action according to my own truth. Okay, I can take action according to my own truth. And I'm doing it because it's my truth inside it, what feels right inside. It's not because anything dictated outside of me. Okay, it's not because anything is dictated outside of me. It is my truth. It is what's right inside of me. So there's other values, right? There's the love, being a vessel for love and truth. Absolutely. There's also being a being a um, a vessel to bring beauty into the world. Beauty has a really powerful energy to it. So does truth. Truth has a very powerful energy behind it when it's real. Okay. When it's real. When it's the beauty of your spirit, powerful. When it's the truth of your spirit, powerful. When love, when it's, that's the truth of when it's the love of your spirit, powerful, transformative, right? Okay. All right. There's an additional um, uh, comment here. Sovereignty, freedom is a big milestone for me. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So that path of sovereignty is working with all these pieces, right? Being internally referencing. You're sovereign when you're referencing internally what your truth is. When you're referencing internally what's right for you, when you're referencing internally, taking action in alignment with the truth of your spirit. Okay. So we do this as individuals. We support others in doing this, right? We're, we have an awareness of that. So here's, here's another piece. We are nature. We are nature. Okay. Our physical body comes from nature. Our infinite self is nature. So there's cosmic nature, galactic nature, solar ring nature, mother earth nature. There's us as an expression of nature. Can we agree on that? We are nature. You are as natural to this world as the trees, as the birds, as the clouds, as the volcanoes, as the oceans. We are nature. So when you are making a focused effort to know your truth, to take action according to your truth, you are honoring nature. Let that sink in. When you are taking action in honor of your truth, of the love of your spirit, the beauty of your soul, you are taking action in alignment with nature. All of nature is in support of you. Does this make sense how I'm saying that? 
Yes, yes, yes. Soul schooling. Thank you for that. So this is how humanity has been hijacked, is that we are told that we don't belong in nature. We are, we are told that we are a cancer on nature, when really what it is, is the value system anchored in via the, the lies in this grid work are against nature, not you. This grid system full of lies, and that's religious lies, cultural lies, family lies, that is really what's against your nature, not you. You are a precious child of this universe. You are a precious child of the Pachamama and infinite cosmos. In a lot of ways, you are a great gift to creation. Your very being is a miracle. Now, if we were taught that when we were born and we we're treated like that in our family, imagine, imagine what would be different for you. But because of these grid works, poisoning our subconsciousness, making us an enemy subconsciously to our own nature, therefore we're the enemy of mother nature, we live in ways that are a crime against nature. And I'm not saying you guys are doing this because you want to, it's the system that we're all invested in that's a crime against nature. I mean, look at our, I mean, you take any industry and you can look at it. Um, electric cars, okay? Electric cars, great in theory, but when you look at what actually has to happen in order to get the materials for those batteries and for that technology, it's another level of crime against nature because there's some third world country over there that's destroying their environment. People are losing their livelihoods, what they live on for, you know, for, um, for a great big hole to get dug and their waters to get poisoned and their children to become enslaved, right? That's electric cars. Solar. I'm a big proponent of solar, but it's the same freaking thing. And it's because the system used to extrapolate the resources is against nature, but the actual concept of solar and not being able to dig things up out of the ground is a great idea, but the but the way these systems are lined up to get that to happen, totally against nature. Good to see you too, darling. Good to see you too. <clears throat> so if we choose right now today to get clear on what our truth is, get clear on what is our true nature and live that, unwaveringly, no excuses, no, no compromising, no laying down. This reality will shift fast. And it's because the strength of our spirit will quite literally collapse those grids, the ones that are holding the lies alive in our subconscious. You see what I'm saying? There's so many layers of grid work, I can't even tell you. I mean, there's the grid work that's that's been held together and anchored in through war, through traumas, through through um, atrocities against humanity, against, um, I mean, it goes all the way back throughout history. I mean, there's the colonization 
stuff. There's the colonization stuff that's, you know, has stuff in the grid and then uh, anchored in with blood, anchored in with torture, anchor, anchored in with terror, all this stuff. But then even before that, you have Rome conquering Europe. You know, that's a whole nother level of power over dynamic. And then you had the Mongols conquering Europe. That's a whole nother level of power over power over dynamic. And then you have the um, the great story of fall of Atlantis, right? That left its grid work. And then you have the Holocaust of Lumeria that left its grid work. Then you have the poisoning of the first seedings of humanity that has its grid work because it's anchored in to our telluric realm via certain kinds of mechanisms. Usually these mechanisms are, um, are through the elemental realm, but then also on an on Akasha level as well. So there's like a damage done to the global soul, so to speak, and that anchors in grids of falsehoods. So we are at this time now, we are at this time now where all the veils are lifting, lifting, lifting. These grids are becoming weak, a lot weaker than they ever have been before. Okay. So our truth, our inner truth is more available than before. And it's really pressing right now that we step up in our truth, in our values. What is your values and stick to it. Now, What's, what's really great is that when you are clear about your values and you commit, I mean, commit, not I'm going to try. I mean, you commit with all of who you are to the best of your ability. I'm committed to follow those truths. You are going to shatter these grid works and you are going to liberate people around you so they too can stand in their truth. You're going to help lift them to have the courage to stand in their own truth as well. I mean, the whole PC game, the whole let's get along thing, all these false ideas of what peace is has been detrimental to humanity. I mean, just look what the Lukucha has done to our communities and to our families. Because, I mean, sure, people get terrorized and they get triggered and then they're, you know, they're all, you know, they can't think straight because there's so much fear. But then, you also have people who know better, but aren't doing anything. They're taking action against their own truth by either being remaining silent or taking no action. So we had a lot, a lot of people not taking action according to their own truth. And that is what allowed the Lakukaracha agenda spread like wildfire around this planet. Okay. We can't let that happen anymore. There's something really big coming and we need to stay in our truth. I suspect this, this came forward recently. I suspect a false flag event that's going to manipulate our country into going to war. That's what I suspect it is. That's a probability possibility. Maybe. You know how things are when you're in the interdimensional realms. It's like there's so many things there. Um, and it really depends on, on you know, time, timeline shifting is very fluid for me. So sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes it's really not. But recently it's came come forward very clearly. So we need to stand up for ourselves. We need to stand up for this planet. And we need to stand up for the, our truth. Because when we take action according to our truth, we are taking action towards nature. We are saying yes to nature. We're saying yes to our true nature. 
So if you want to save the planet, the, you know, uh, the whole global warming nar narrative, if you want to actually do right by Mother Nature, you need to do right by yourself. You need to do right according to your inner truth. That is how we honor nature. That is how we ally ourselves to Mother Nature. Doesn't matter how many prayers you say. Doesn't matter how much, how many medicine ceremonies you do. It doesn't matter how many transformative, awesome energy working sessions you have. If you are not willing to live in your truth, it's all for naught. Okay. You're, you honoring your truth and taking action from that space is the whole point of all of this. I was recently exposed to a group of people who um, drink a lot of ayahuasca on a regular basis. I think every month, right? <clears throat> and I was like, really? Why Why do you do that? <laughs> What's going on with that? <laughs> you know, it's like, I really didn't understand it. And what I heard, the stories that were told, there was a common theme. The common theme in their stories is, is that it helps them come back to themselves. Because when they go out into the world... They get so far away from their truth, it helps them come back home. And that's where the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, okay. They're not able to live true to themselves yet. They haven't figured out how to live in a way that's true to themselves. I'm talking about every moment, every day, being true to yourself. Doing what you know is in alignment with your personal value system. Is as we do this, like I said, we are making choices towards Mother Nature. We are honoring Mother Nature. When we, when we um, are in suffering, when we are in anger, um, righteous anger, when we are unable to forgive ourselves, when we're unable to bring peace to ourselves, when we're unable or unwilling to speak our truth, we are literally taking actions against nature because we are nature. You see, so all these eco warriors out there, they're investing themselves in a grid work that's set up for them to fail. But if all those eco war warriors honored themselves as passionately as they defend and honor nature, imagine what could happen, right? There's another piece in here. And that is telling lies to make peace. It really does a disservice to humanity. When you have peace between family members, peace between lovers, peace between uh, factions, between tribes, between countries, when you have peace based on a lie, it's not real peace. It can be shattered at any moment, any time. It's only when you have peace based on real truth is that a solid piece i want you guys to think about that for a little bit because many of us here are peacemakers but we also lose a lot of life force energy in that peacemaking process and it's because in my assessment so far tomorrow i might have a different opinion you guys know how i am and it's because right now i'm seeing it's because we are willing to tell white lies or willing to display false humility or willing to compromise a personal value for sake of that peace. 
Ouch. Ooh, ouch. Oh my gosh, that hurts. <laughs> totally felt that. Holy crap. Yeah, so we need to come back around and reevaluate. Reevaluate. Compromising ourselves for peace is not real peace. Saying, um, thank you, I'm sorry, when it's not really how you feel doesn't bring real peace. It doesn't bring real forgiveness. It doesn't bring real resolution. I saw an interesting dynamic unfold a couple weeks ago. And it when I saw it, I, wow, wow, I had a real hard time. And then it I had a real hard time because I realized way back in my past, other people did this with me. And they didn't help me at all. If anything, it blew more smoke up my ass so I can remain blind to what I was doing and who and how I was behaving. And that, that made me angry, actually. And when I realized after the fact what was being said, they were meaning the exact opposite of what they were telling me. Boy, did that make me upset. So I watched Dear, Star, uh, Dear Starshine be very triggering. I mean, she's traumatized. She has stuff going. And she's really, really, really triggering to other people. And other people were not willing to be honest with her and tell her the truth that this behavior is triggering. Instead, you know what many of those people did? Not everybody, but you know what many of those people did? They thanked her. They thanked her for being in the tribe with them. They thanked her for being a part of the community. Which validated the very behavior that was so triggering. Because they didn't tell the whole truth. They were trying, they were exercising false humility how many times have you done this where you were really triggered and you knew it was yours and rather than being honest on how you're working out you're you're just cutting to the end you're you're cutting through the middle part of the whole journey and coming to the end and saying thank you i really needed that i really appreciate you being here lie you're pissed you're triggered you're angry yeah when it's fully resolved inside of yourself, that gratitude is the truth, but it's not the truth yet. And folks were actually thanking her because they wanted peace. Now, it is saying a lot that people are realizing that their trigger is theirs, not hers, right? There, there's that. That's true. That takes a lot of courage to say, oh, yeah, wow, I'm super triggered. They're really dancing on my button. I have this button. Holy crap. Is she dancing on it? <laughs> you know, you know, what real truth is, is going to her and saying, oh, darling, 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 man, I have this button and you're dancing on it. And this is what dancing on it looks like for me. You know? For me, I mean, she danced on my button. For me, it is being really aggressive towards me for no reason. Being really aggressive when there's no need to be. Being uh, demanding, commanding when there's no need to be. Making an issue out of something that's not an issue. That was what was dancing on my button. And I did. Every night I took it home, every night I sat with it, 
but I'm a tracker. I have a benefit here. I can track back to the dynamics between us throughout time and space and see the dynamic on another level. And I can work it like that. And as soon as I was able to get to that place and work it on those levels, I can bring forgiveness in. And the forgiveness was for myself. Forgiveness was the parts of me that has taken pleasure in having power over others. Forgiving myself for that. Forgiving the fact that I have done the very acts against that person in other timelines. Right? Forgiving myself for that. And as I forgive myself for that, I can be in the moment and be forgiving for them. And it's not that, you know, to tell them I forgive you when they don't know they did anything wrong, that's really obnoxious. But really what that forgiveness allowed me to do is not be impacted by the aggression. And instead, I stand in my truth. Peacefully, easily, content, I stay in my own energy. And their aggression no longer impacts me anymore. You see, that's what it looks like to work through your trigger. Not telling, forcing yourself to, you know, not that false humility piece where you're like, thank you so much. You're really teaching me something. La, 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 la. And I want there to be peace. You know what? If you're not, if it's not truth, it's not making any peace. That peace is a lie. That peace is a lie. And I'm telling you, because I've been on the other end of that, that person, if you're able to speak truth with compassion, would really appreciate what they were doing that was triggering to you. That is how they grow. That is how we help each other grow by being honest with each other. And when we're honest with each other, we're authentic with each other and we realize our own shit. We realize our own crap when we're doing that. Exactly. Soul schooling says, how does that person take responsibility for her actions and feelings? Sometimes it seems like some people trigger others just to feel powerful. And that's not cool. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Exercising power. That's exactly what was going on. She was exercising power. Wanted to feel powerful. Wanted to have authority. Okay. But here's the deal. When you're, when you are in your own energy, when you're staying behind your eyes in your heartbeat, you're staying inside of your own energy. Nobody has power over you. Nobody has authority over you. And that's the place I had to get to. So I was grateful that that event was going, those events, plural, because there were several, <laughs> um, event plural was going down because it got me to a place where I can track back into those places where I was the perpetrator of that. I was doing those things. I took power away from others. I enjoyed it. And I was able to really wake myself up out of those moments and bring compassion and forgiveness to how all that went down. So now when I'm in the moment, I'm staying in my own energy. I'm staying behind my eyes in my own heartbeat in total calmness and peace inside while they're being aggressive with me. And it has no, has no effect. It has no effect. And I just stand in my truth. Now, by me doing that gives her an opportunity to recognize that she's triggered. And now that's what she can take responsibility for. She doesn't need me to point it out. They don't need me to point it out. They have a trigger. They feel it. They have it. They can either work the trigger or blame for the trigger. 
And here's the big, here's the big thing. If you're blaming another person for your trigger, you haven't gotten there yet. You haven't worked it out yet. <laughs> Blame is one of the default disempowerment programs on a mass universal scale. Blame is the root of all suffering. This is what I, I've come to. We suffer. We hurt each other. We break each other's hearts because we feel just in doing so. We feel just in doing so because we blame. We blame another for our pain, for our powerlessness, for our feelings. We blame for our feelings. And this is why it's so important to get out of these polarity grids, the good, bad, right or wrong, battle between good and evil. This is why it's so important that we free ourselves from these grids because it's all just creation. It's all a static union creating ripple effects that all these realities are happening from. The, all these ripples coming from a static creation are the baseline for all these realities. None of it's good, bad, right, or wrong. It's all just happening. And as we participate, we invest and start creating our own realities, start creating our own universes. And we do it until we're done. What decides if we're done? It feels like it's full circle. We've explored it to the extent that our curiosity exists. And now we're done. And then we can collapse that reality and move on to something else. Most of us collaborate with others to co-create realities. That's, you, that's what a lot of us, actually all of us are doing on this planet. We're co-creating realities now because we've listed others to participate in these different constructs. And it's fun until it's not, right? <laughs> so why, why these grids? Why are these grids overlaying? It's because it causes us it impulses us. It brings us to a place of expending energy. And as we expend energy, it's out there in grids for beings to be to feed off of. Okay. So there's beings that feed off of our energy. Some of them really like our orgasmic ecstatic energy. Those are the ones that are more in the echelons of maybe what we would call gods and goddesses, pantheons, right? And there's others that really um, that feed off of our anger, anguish, suffering. And those are more of the parasitical types of energies, types of beings. And there's a whole spectrum in between. Are any of them good or bad, right or wrong? They're just being their nature. They're just being true to their nature, right? Where it becomes right or wrong is us pretending we're a victim to these beings' natures. You see what I'm saying? We play a victim to being food for these beings when really if we simply woke up to our own truth refused to compromise ourselves and took action according to our own truth took action according to nature feed life we would no longer be food for these beings this makes sense how i'm saying this yes so you guys can go from this talk and realize it's important for you to get clear on what your value system is. And maybe as you grow in your understanding, your value system will change, shift around, which is completely fine. What's important is that the value system is determined by you. 
your inner authority. It's not a value system told to you by an external authority. You know, I have a dear friend <clears throat> that I've been friends with for many, many decades. And it was a very high priority, a program in her family. The family always comes first. Family always comes first. Nothing is more important than family. That is a value shoved down her throat. Because you know what? Her family is pretty toxic. Really, really toxic. I'm talking about addictions. I'm talking about um, just really, uh, you know, uh, investing in victimhood, small-mindedness, all this stuff. And she's a starseed. She's like a really, really potent starseed. But this, but there's this value in there that was given to her as family's number one always. But if your family are parasitical, how's that helpful for you? Okay. So it's not that maybe family has to leave the value system. It's more of finding its right place within the personal value system. Because I too think family is important. You know, I have a lot of very traditional conservative values. Well, I'm told are con are, that are conservative. <laughs> like, for example, um, I had a high priority to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted that. I wanted that because I wanted to raise my kids. I, it wasn't okay, the idea of me taking kids to daycare. That was not okay. I wanted to raise my kids. I didn't want them going, having someone else raise them as babies. They were mine. I wanted, I wanted to be that. There, it was really, really high priority to me. And at the time, that was my number one priority, that I stay home with my kids. I'm the one who cultivates their minds and their spirits and their interactions. I'm the one who gets to plant seeds of magic in their, in their being. You know, they, I wanted them to be around my energy, not other people's energies. <laughs> okay. And of course, um, the partner that I chose also fully supported that. And he was a great provider for a long time. And then I grew and my value system started to shift because they were getting older. They had other things, you know, and my value system shifted more towards my personal journey, waking up to myself, um, learning, learning about, you know, working with these different interdimensional masters, um, the immortal masters, the dream masters, learning about tracking, learning about shamanic healing, learning about, you know, remember, actually it wasn't really learning. It was more like remembering all these other things, becoming a body worker. I mean, all this. So my, my, my rearrangement of values changed to a value that actually my mom held, which is to live is to learn constantly to live is to constantly better yourself. There's no, no rest when you're living. When you're really alive, you're constantly bettering yourself. You're constantly um, learning new, new things. You're constantly stepping up and making yourself a better person. You're, you know, you're enriching yourself for your entire life. You're enriching yourself. So you become more and more a work of art as you get older. Now, that's a value system my mom had, but that also is true in my own spirit. So that, that got in there after the kids were no longer babies, you know? So I want you guys to go and look, what is your value? What's your number one value? What's your number two value? And there, and each of those values can have subtext in there, right? And then decide, decide for yourself. I am going to live unwavering to these values and start to see how much clarity starts coming into your life. 
when you are living true to your values, when you're using your personal value system as a filter of how to spend your bandwidth in a day, in a week, in a month, how to make life decisions, right? Clarity is going to happen and you're going to be able to be more sovereign in how you spend your bandwidth. Okay. It's going to happen because you've, you've, you've um, decluttered yourself and now you're looking pointedly at what's most important to you. And because you're looking at what's most important to you and it's in truth with your spirit, mother nature wants you to say yes to nature. Okay. So you're going to get support in those, in those decisions. You're going to get opportunities, synchronized opportunities to make choices according to those values. Guaranteed, guaranteed. I just, I, I know this mother nature does not want humanity to end. Mother Nature wants humanity to wake up, wake up to ourselves, start living to our truth, start coming back home to Mother Nature, come back to our true nature and live accordingly. That's what Pachamama, the cosmos, is calling for us to do. Alrighty, my darlings. Boy, does this hour go by so fast. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Carol, for being here and so schooling and Eva, Beverly. Um, uh, uh, oh, Emmeline. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. This is really great that you guys are here participating in this conversation. Um, I want to let you guys know uh, that grid work link is in there if you want to um, participate in cleaning up some of the lies, <laughs> grid work lies that are going on. Um, that will be on Tuesday and uh, use that link to register. Also, I wanted to uh, let you guys know that the Dreamtime Healing Project has room. This is where we work on how to, on practicing dreaming our world into being. So we're practicing how to energetically track past the canopy of who we think we are so we can download and code directly from our spirit. Okay. So that's the Dreamtime Healing Project. And that is, um, and you can uh, find out more about that at lightbodyacademy.com. Uh, okay. There's a couple more comments. Thank you. Thank you so much. So schooling for that. Um, behind my eyes, storylines, applying what you're saying to honoring my nature in the constructs of big pharma has been similar blame games, disempowerment on both ends, casting spells with power, authority, etc. Yes, that's a big one, right? Because, because uh, people really believe in the allopathic medicine model, and they quite literally curse people that don't follow it. It's off. It's awful what they do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no room for a tangent on that one. Um, at the root of my value is done at the root of my value is done acquiescing, done acquiescing to neurotypical structures and deep desires, neurodivergent equity in my healthcare decision-making, which is not status quo and how to structure is set up. Finally, yes to my nature. Wow. That's beautiful, darling. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. You know, we are given everything we need to live in our nature, and it takes a lot of courageousness for the way showers here to do what they know is right. It takes a lot of courageousness because we're way showers. It's different than it's different than how the collective grid has has allowed things to be done. You know, so we're like we're like uh, the salmon swimming up the stream. <laughs> 
All right, darlings. Thank you. Thank you again. I'll see you guys next week. And perhaps I'll see you guys on Tuesday for that grid work. Um, and we'll also post the link in the comments of this video. So it also can be found there too. Mwah. Love you guys. Bye-bye.